People say he ain't no good And I'm crazy as a loon Cause I shave my head in the morning Pick guitar in the afternoon Just like old Chief and Charlie I like to lay around in the shade Well I ain't got no money But you better believe I got it made Cause I ain't asking nobody for nothing Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone. I want to give a special thank you to Project K9 Hero. Them and Cashman's Pub just came on to be a sponsor for us for an entire year. So, if you guys love puppy dogs, if you guys love supporting our military and law enforcement, you guys need to go check out Project Canine Hero. Go make a donation. Go do whatever. Buy some gear to show your support. Thank you to Jason Johnson and also to my guy Ron at Cashman's Pub. Ron is opening up a couple other spots. He's already got the library uh, in Macon, Georgia. And let me tell you, when we go out to Macon, that is where we pregame. We pregame at Cashman's. We have a good time. They got good food. They always got good music. And Ron is letting me bring some artists down there to play. So y'all do me a favor. If you're in Macon, Georgia, and you're looking for a spot to eat, go check out Cashman's Pub. If you're looking for a spot to get drunk and hang out with your friends, Cashman's Pub is the place to go. Special thank you to Mr. Blake over at Gerald Electric Company. Right here in Cochran, Georgia, they can handle all your commercial and industrial electrical construction and maintenance needs. Uh, this old fella came on uh, middle of the month, so this ad ain't completely finished, but What's cool about it, they're right here out of Cochran, Georgia. It's a family-owned business, and they're going to be coming here in the next couple of days and actually doing an episode and telling you guys more about them and their company. So, y'all, please do me a favor and go check them out on all social media platforms and give them a call for any of your commercial and industrial electrical needs today. That's Gerald Electric Company. Ask for Blake. His phone number is 478-279-3308 and tell them you. Heard it right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. A good buddy to the show decided to sponsor this month, DPF Alternatives at 314 Garrison Road in Macon, Georgia. You can find this good old boy on Facebook at DPF Alternatives Macon, Georgia. They service diesel vehicles, semis, pickup, tractors, heavy equipment, anything that uses diesel. They clean all admission systems and diesels, and they give you a one-year warranty. They also sell aftermarket filters, offer 24 our service look my dad recently this is how we got hooked up with these guys uh my dad recently had to take his truck somewhere to get it serviced and the guys over at dpf hooked us up and we come to find out that he listened to the show because his sister had been on the show a lot so pretty much like family now so if your diesel needs its emission system clean or serviced i'm telling you go check out my guys over at d P.F. in Macon, Georgia. You can call them now at 478-973-8502. Tell them you heard their ad on the Josh Terry podcast and get $50 off. D.P.F. Alternatives, Macon, Georgia. 
Shout out to my boys over at Deep South Chemical. A couple weeks ago, they heard the ad on the podcast, and they sent me over some of the stuff that they sell. Some chemicals that you wash your vehicles with. Some degreasers, some tire shine, some waxes, all that good stuff. And let me tell you, folks, their stuff isn't like the shit you get at Walmart. This isn't like the shit you get from O'Reilly's. They gave me this stuff for my tires and rims. And all I had to do was spray it on and wipe it off. I didn't have to scrub. I didn't have to break my damn back. Their stuff literally was so good. I just had to wipe it off. I know I would have used these guys again, even if they wouldn't have sponsored the show. So it tickled me when they decided to do it this month. So I need you guys to please go look up Deep South Chemical. Call them today. They'll ship the stuff to you. Their phone number is 404-909-4257. That's Deep South Chemical chemical tell mr scott that josh terry sent you let me tell y'all about blue collar alliance yeah i need y'all to go look it up on facebook right now it is a great group on facebook and it's way more than that my buddy bubba Marlboro is helping out blue collar workers left and right he also has a roofing company just go look it up if you don't mind blue collar alliance one of the artists that I would really like for y'all to take a look at is my guy, Mark Ware. Mark was in here a couple weeks ago. He tells his story. You guys need to go listen to that episode. Also, go follow all of his social media. Mark Ware music on everything. Dude is solid. He's a good friend of the show. Go look him up now. Mark Ware music. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management if i'm using her here at the studio there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't look her up on facebook and instagram at crooked w consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084 crooked w consulting hit up miss erica now you won't be disappointed Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, Please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 8 Commerce Street. And the phone number is 912-568-1645. Lori's Dive-In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. 
Seth Bazemore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've shared them with some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram at Down Yonder Hatco. Check them out. They also have a website, downyonderhatco.com. Order some stuff from them and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure when you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and Down Yonder right here on the Josh Terry Podcast. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, this is Gracie Terry. Just want to thank Matt Burrell and Nikki T for having my dad on their show. This is a repost from the Outside the Round Podcast, so enjoy this premium episode. Go follow and subscribe to their show now. And please go follow Ray's Rowdy on Instagram. Now, here's the show. <laughs> Well, our first co-hosted um, episode with uh, with Nikki T right here. We have got a very special treat for y'all. Um, this will probably be one of the more degenerate episodes we've ever done because we have got three DGens in a room together with cameras and a microphone. We've got four DGens actually. Sweet boy's behind the camera, and he's still <laughs> drunk from last night because he was partying with today's guest. We have got our boy Josh. What's Terry. up, baby? Dude, it's good to be back on a podcast with you because I've done the one at Live Oak with you a couple times. I co-hosted. DM Monday with uh, with Trey with you, and we've got our co-host today, Nikki T. Cheers, beers, and hallelujah, or Cheers, whatever. Cheers, beers, and hallelujah. <laughs> and, um, so, what happened last night? You guys had your um, your first rate. Your first. We went um, to Bible school, and then uh, <laughs> when we left there, there was a there was a lock there was a lock in at the local boy and girl shelter. Yeah, we just you know we did the good Christian thing last night. The good Christian gave us free meals. <laughs> uh, hey, let me tell you. Uh, we did everything but pass out meals to the homeless last night. <laughs> like it was, it was rough. It was rough. But we did, uh, we did six hours yesterday at Live Oak. We did a two-hour podcast. Six power hours shift. is just yeah. that's a lot. We power did, shift. We did two hours of a podcast, like just regular format as usual. And then that was my first at writers round that I've done from seven to eleven last how'd, night. How'd it feel? It was good. I liked it. It, it still felt like doing the show as normal anyway, but. No, I didn't have to be out there talking the whole time. So I could come up with the one-liners or the stupid shit I wanted to say and then come back up there and say it a few minutes later or whenever I introduced the next artist. It was fun. I liked it. It's way better than me having to sit there and take tequila shots for four hours. I was going to say, because Nikki and I have done the live podcast thing once at Live Oak. Yeah, and I was there for it. Yeah, yeah. we did not have... The tequila, yes. the tequila shots. Our our podcast level of degeneracy for that was way lower than your yours. Well, it's, <laughs> and we only did an hour. Yeah, yeah. It is so hard to be entertaining in front of people and not have a buzz, but then you get to a certain point. Like I, I'm so quick witted anyway, but having to do that in front of people is hard. Yeah, it like, is. I almost want to make it more about the music when we do it. That's why I started having the artists play during the show and us just conversate with them and do one-liners do little quick hits or whatever with them because you can't i I watched y'all when y'all did yours and it was good content and everything but the room's not listening yeah and then it makes you not want to do it yeah makes you want to get your ass up and be like okay this this is stupid but it's not like when it comes out when you release it on itunes or whatever sounds really really good yep but being there and not getting a crowd reaction 
That is rough. It can, it can be tough, especially when you're used to doing it behind closed doors like this. Yeah. You know, in the radio world that we all come from, uh, we're, we're not used to having the live studio. Now, how many folks did you bring up with you? How large is the, we call it, Trey, Trey Lewis has coined it, the Josh Terry Critter Crawl. Um, <laughs> you have a, a legion. I would put you as influential in the South as the as as Dale Earnhardt, I put you up there with with, no, no, with your boy. Your boy your, well, yeah. you're influential in this. I mean, you can go to any like a lot of these southern towns where country music happens, like Rome, Georgia, like anywhere, pretty yeah. much anywhere in Georgia, Starkville, Mississippi, Columbia, South Carolina, and people will know who Josh Terry is. And you've collected this this great network of personalities that are in the southeast. Do you know how many people we've had to weave through though? Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, if you if you the crew that you have, if you if they made the cut, I can only imagine who did it. Well, I'm telling you, so this, this is the deal. I am loyal to a fault. And I expect the same thing from the people around us. Yeah. I believe there's a big enough piece of the pie for every single person because of social media now. Everybody should be making money. Everybody should be doing something to to besides social media. Like Podcast, the rounds, everything. You need one more thing. You need to keep adding to it. And the people that we take everywhere with us are people that want the same thing as I want. We've had people come in there, and the partying is fun. But for me, it's more about the networking. I love growing a relationship with these folks. And then they'll do anything for you, and I'll do anything for them. It's so much easier, and y'all know this better than anything, so much easier if you're in a room with 10 people and you release something and, you know, every one of them is going to share it with even out you asking. Everybody's helping yeah. everybody. Yeah. And that, and that's our group, man. It's, it's cool. It's all our family trips now is what we say. They I are love family that. trips. Who was Who's like the OG in that crew that you have right now? Because some of them are artists. Some of them are just personalities. Some started out as personalities and started making music and doing shows. Shout out to our girl Macy. Yeah. Like, who's like the OG? Like who Macy's of that, of that probably crew? gone on more trips than anybody in just a year's time. Mm -hmm. she's, she's probably gone the most with me. We've been to Texas together. Uh, God, you want to talk about some debauchery? <laughs> Let's go to the stockyards. They let y'all in the stockyards. If I was a door guy, I wouldn't. Let, I'd, I'd be like, oh, oh, you'd let them all in. Dude. Actually, I would let you all in because you would make great. That you've doubled that bar of sales. That yeah. night. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's not like that anymore either. It's I've done got to the point where when I go out, especially if it's something involving our show, yep. Everybody just keeps handing me shit. When I was poor. And I'm still not got a lot of money. <laughs> but when I was poor, I couldn't got a free beer to save my life. And now it's just like, oh, here's a shot of tequila. Here's a shot. Here's another beer. Here's a crown and sprite or whatever. Yeah, you're everybody else is running up a tab because of us. Yeah. And, no. and uh, that's what that's why I do the shows in Macon now. Is we bring such a good crew. Like we got Dylan Snyder next weekend. Huge. The following weekend, we got Taylor Austin Dye coming down. We had Trey yep. earlier this was, year, my buddy was, Blaine Bunny. Yep. And we've got some, I probably, ain't, I don't care. I'll go ahead. We know that the contract's fine. We got before the end of the year, we got Trey Landon coming down, Brian Martin, Dylan Carmichael. I'm so excited about that one. I am such Love a fan Dylan. of him. Dylan's great people. And, uh, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't think I can do the last one because yeah, you had, you had mentioned it, but yeah, y'all y'all stay tuned. So yeah, big, there's, big there, there's another one. I'll just say that she was recently on the Grand Ole Opry, and we got to be there for her debut. Wow! And I don't know how the hell it lined up to where we we've got a certain person coming in September, but it's going to be fire. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just it's wild watching you build what you're building in the southeast. Like it's <laughs> nobody's been, doing it. Yeah, that's just it. Nobody's doing it at the organic level. Yeah. 
of what of the way you're doing it and it's like I get so excited when I hear, oh, Josh is coming to town. It's like when like your favorite cousin comes yeah. to town, <laughs> and you're like, it's just gonna be a party. Like, like, like your cousins come to town like the week of Thanksgiving, and they're there with you that yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leading up to the holiday weekend. Like it's just fun, man. That's that's the thing. I try to push that if you come to the podcast, if you come to a riders round, or anything that we do, any of the, the stuff that I'm doing and making now. I don't even care if the artist is good. I know that sounds stupid. I care about the atmosphere. I want it to be where you could have a Grammy Award winning artist in there. Atmosphere is amazing. You could have the shittiest person that is on radio right now in there. Great atmosphere. I want to tie everything that we do with Raising Grace Studios, with Josh Terry Podcast, into if you know that you see our name on something, regardless of the artist, you're going to have a good time. Yep. Yeah, and that's kind of what we do with Ray's Rowdy too, yeah. man. You know what I mean? We're like, I don't think I don't steal shit from y'all. No, I, no, I, no, no. I, I, yeah. see you, I see how you do stuff. Oh, and dude, I, that's, I that's love it. The yeah. right way to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But, that's build the right people. Circle yourself with people that believe in what you're doing, and you believe in what they're doing, and push forward, man. And that's why we consider you family too. I, do, I love y'all. I'm telling y'all, I, I absolutely, I can't remember who I was talking to about y'all the other day, and I was like, I didn't even think Braille liked me. For like the what longest do you mean? time, I didn't think you liked me for the longest time. Why? I'm a dick. <laughs> so am I. Okay, but but the thing is, every once in a while, I know I can talk shit with y'all nonstop now. Yeah. But like, let's say I met a stranger, I'm still talking to them the same way I'm talking to y'all. Yeah. And sometimes people take it the wrong way. And I just felt yeah. like at one point in time, I probably said some slick shit to you and you didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> no, I've, Josh, you, you're, be, you, since we first met, because we first met in this room on your DM Monday yeah. episode you did with Trey, and you've been one of my, because like, I, I appreciate what you do and yeah. I consider you a good friend. Now, me being a sober, being California so California sober, <laughs> which I've been California sober on the Josh Terry show live at Live Oak. Um, <laughs> plenty of times. I'm blowing clouds, baby. Um, I, I don't know if I'd, if I jump on the party bus with you guys, but like, because the party bus thing, that's a whole other animal. But no, Josh, you, it's what we do, and we, Nikki T and I talk about this all the time. It's an ecosystem. Yeah. You know, like you have in the music side, you have your, your writers, your artists, your producers, and then you have your suits. And then on the, the lifestyle side within country music and within country culture, you have what we do, you yeah. know, and it, it's an ecosystem. And we're all doing the same thing, but we're doing it our own way and different enough to where it all, it all exists. And we love collaborating with people we believe in. Like, yeah. Yourself, same with y'all. Same with y'all. It was cool when we were at that tray show, like watching people interact with you and yeah. like random fans come up to you and like know which, who you are. Which show was that? In uh, uh, Birmingham. In Birmingham. Oh yeah. Iron and I was City. like, damn, Josh is more famous than I thought he was. I thought he was just like our <laughs> buddy. You, he's, a, he's a king. He's a guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Hey, you did some content recently with uh, with Cornbread Cowboy. It's my dude, Hannah Dasher. <laughs> what is how how is he? Because I've I've been wanting to meet him. And I, I love what he does and his vibe. Like, how... What how? you see is what you get. It, awesome. It's about like me. He, he found a way. And a bunch, the people that usually, in my opinion, have long-term success on social media are people that are so authentic to a fault, and they just turn it up to 10, though. Like, with me, mm -hmm. everything I post on social media is me, but it's turned up to 10, like it's the extreme version of myself, so I don't That's ever have exactly to. exactly what I do. I don't <laughs> ever have to sit here for forty-five minutes or a couple hours and think, "Damn, what content am I going to create today?" 
I let it happen generic. I did one of him while I hadn't seen it yet. And it was first date, kind of nervous oh, when we that. was eating. I saw that. <laughs> it was great, the slow-mo going yeah, up. Yeah. And, sitting, and I was like, you know what? People are going to be like, oh, who's he on a date with? If I do it slow-mo, I'll raise Rowdy. Oh, sticky too. Yeah, I tricked, I tricked him. Hell but yeah. Um, yeah, that's he's so him is the best way I can put it. What you see is him. He's a that. good old country boy, dude. And he found a way to make him work on social media yep. without having to fake the shit. And now, how's the, how's the relationship? How's the chemistry of him and Hannah? Because I follow I the love. I, I follow I, the love story. <laughs> I follow. I follow the the, the uh, story of him getting off the bus and she's waving at him. But you never know. Hannah Dasher. She's she's a, she's I a firecracker. Love me some Hannah. I Dasher do too. too. She's a, she's a firecracker. And I first met Hannah through through Nikki T because Nikki yep. has been has been posting about her on Raised Rowdy. I know she's she's Ken being from Georgia yep. and and all that. But the 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 content they put out together is just electric. It's, it's, it's genius, is what it is. <laughs> It is it's so good. Um, but they're the same person, really. I mean, it's, they're literally the same person. <laughs> Hannah is a fireball. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think I met her probably seven, eight years ago or whatever down in Georgia with some friends. And uh, we've never been like best friends or anything like that. But every time she's around or whatever, big hug, just as sweet as she can be, all that kind of stuff. And her doing that, she like found the puzzle piece that was missing with that, both of them. We're like, oh, we was already blowing up. Let's do some shit. Mm. Like, let's go. This is genius. I love it. Man, I think it's cool too. Like, and that's kind of one of the things I talk about when I'm talking about like, all right, what makes an artist successful is it has to be authentic. And, yeah. and what you're talking about, where you turn it up to ten, yeah. that's literally what I talk about with artists. I'm like, figure out what your thing is that makes you different than every other artist. Absolutely. And then take that. It's a six right now. You might not think it's a six, but it's a six. Crank that motherfucker to eight or nine. See, I, I've had a lot of the, like, these young artists now in Georgia mm -hmm. that are 20 years old or whatever start reaching out and want to come to the studio, hang out, and like, y'all know, people are going to play you a demo in a heartbeat if they're an artist. Yeah. All right, so I'll get these kids that come, and they want like my real opinion and stuff on it or whatever. And I won't even let them play me anything until like, I sit there and talk to them for a little bit because I want to figure out who they really are yeah. and then see if their music lines up with that. Well, and sometimes they don't know who they are yet. Exactly. Yeah, they're, they're young enough. so young. You know? That happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, but see, I guess with me, I'm such an asshole. I don't want to hear you sing about being a farm kid if you didn't grow up on a farm. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to hear, y'all, I'm driving a jacked-up truck, mud on the tires, all this shit, and I walk out and you're in a damn BMW. Yeah, like go to hell. Yeah, like, I don't know. Don't mess with my country music. Like, yeah. hey, 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 go go somewhere else. Figure yeah. out what you want to do and do that shit. Leave what's mine alone. Well, and listen, like there's country music of people that had money growing up. Like Kid Rock grew up wealthy middle class. Yeah, you know what I mean. George Bentley like, went to a private school in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Like, so like there is country music that's like that, but you just have to be authentic to that. Yeah, you know and I, I think mean? that's good too. I really yeah. do. I like. I'm not. I don't mind. Something being different than me. Like, if you yeah, sing songs yeah. about growing up with a silver spoon in your mouth, that's cool if you actually did it. I'm not going to relate to it, but that don't right. mean I got to think it's bad either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of shit that I like that y'all probably wouldn't think I like. I am a big Sam Hunt fan, and I don't like any melodies, like, melodies for yeah, days. Yeah, I'm telling you, I, people will hear me, and I've got what I consider the greatest playlist of all time in country music. Uh, but it's one of those things that it's took years, and it's literally every single favorite song that I like almost. And You'll be listening to all of a sudden from Keith Whitley, George Jones, and then Sam Hunt pops up on it. And it's just like my friends go, What the hell? 
<laughs> I was like, these are bangers, though. Yeah. I don't. They're so good. I don't understand why people give him such a hard time. Yeah. But then somebody else will play the same shit, and it just don't hit me. Yeah, like yeah. I, I just don't like it, and to be the same, the same type, and it just doesn't hit. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's a great part of it. Thing. Yeah, yeah. There's so many different flavors of it. You know, it's like going to an ice cream shop. You got different flavors within within country music, which is which is cool, and you get different flavors of personalities too. Yeah. With with what you see on on your end of things, how do you with Doing the TikTok thing and all that, how do you stay above the the drama and the the BS of that? Because there because <laughs> there's so much of that, but I feel like that's something that fuels like people love reality. I, I grew up in the the land of the Jersey Shore. You know, I was in high school the and trashiest I used, place I vacationed, in the world. One I vacationed sure. to the Jersey Shore and, and did all that and and people love people love a train wreck. They love seeing crazy shit, you know? So how do you how like how do you navigate through the personality world of, of TikTok and Instagram, especially in the Southeast where I it's hate so it. big? I hate it so bad. I make it a point to avoid it at all costs. Yeah. Now if somebody snaps off on me or does some slick shit, I'm liable to come at you, Nick. Mm-hmm. I, I will. I will ruin myself to if I know that I'm right, oh, I am full crash test dummy. Like I will go hard at you. But if it's not anything that's friends, family, or whatever, or just somebody being a fucking moron, I'm not going to even like you exist. I don't read comments. I, I don't, unless I post something that I want to read the comments, I guess, I don't care what you say. I probably think you're a moron if you're coming at me and I don't know you. Yeah. Like, it's like, I'm not going to give you any time or attention. Plus, my anxiety and mental health is so bad. I don't want to add to it. I'm trying to take away from that. Like, I don't want, I, you're not going to project your bullshit on me and then me have to, to harbor it. I'm hell of that. I ain't, I ain't going down those roads. Yeah. And that's one of the things I talk about, like when we talk about Ray's Rowdy stuff, we're like, all right, so where we're at now is like, okay, if you're comfortable saying this in front of 15,000 people in a crowd with your parents in the crowd, that's what we should be doing. And if you're not comfortable saying it in front of 15,000 people, your parents in the crowd, it's probably not the right thing for us to do. Now, that, that meter is different for every person. Yeah, and that's yes. totally fine because it's what you're comfortable with. It's just like in my head, that's the scope you look at things in. I like you know? that. I just, I'd probably avoid that. Yeah. Like I, well, I, your, your spectrum's I, different than Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I've, but if y'all knew who I was 10 years ago, I cared what everybody thought and it yeah. drove me crazy. Now I think it's I, I think it's bad, to be honest with you. I just literally don't care. Yeah. Like I'm under the impression now that you gotta live your life. You came in this world alone, you're leaving this world alone. It is yeah. your job in that middle to make yourself happy and the people that you love happy. I do not spend my time, whether it's something I would say at Live Oak or I would say on my show, I never ever sit there and think, damn, should I say this or not? If I feel it and I think that it's I'm being real when I say it, I'm gonna say it. But I also don't have to be ugly to folks about it, right? Or whatever. Like I can give you my honest opinion if you take it the wrong way and you ask me for my honest opinion, you're the one at fault, not me. Right. right. Don't oh. don't ask me my honest opinion. I guess is what I'm saying. Unless you want my honest yeah. opinion. Was it hard transitioning from the radio stuff that you were doing into what you're doing now to where you have the 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 FCC and then you go to where there is no FCC and you're you're kind of your own boss. Uh, I like it more now. Yeah, but that's I ne- how I feel too. But I never struggled with it in radio. Like I, I grew up going to church and I had the same mouth outside of church as I do now. But I know when I know when to cut it off. Yeah. I, I know when how to not drop an f bomb. Right. Like if you if I walked in this door and you said Josh, you can say everything but fuck. 
I wouldn't say fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, or I wouldn't say anything I'm not supposed to. I don't have a problem with it or, or anything like that. So I never really had a problem in radio with that. But now, dude, it's so free to do whatever you want yeah. to and say what you want to have on who you want to. It, you're <laughs> unfiltered yeah. completely. And you can you can do whatever. Do you have to do you have to kind of watch that with your with your crew sometimes when you have them on or are they all have they all kind of figured it out? Themselves? They, they, they've got it now. Uh, there's a woman that I absolutely love her. And when she first did the show. I thought it was going to be a one time doing the show with us and then whatever. So her name's Gypsy and she travels the country in her van. I think I've, I've met Gypsy. Right, Gypsy, Gypsy does the OnlyFans stuff. She li- lives out of her van, which is a badass van anyway. But she used to, when she first started coming around, I fell in love with her story. She's got an amazing story. But I kept having to make the joke to her all the time we'd be in public. And I don't like people cussing in front of youngins. Yeah, I have a big problem with that. Yeah. I don't have. I don't like people talking dirty in front of youngins. Yep. There's a difference in me running my mouth at a bar and talking some nasty shit there. Right. Yeah. But I'm not going to a restaurant and being that way. Yeah. So, Gypsy, I love you. I'm throwing you under the bus here. <laughs> <laughs> but she would say stuff, and she's just so used to the world she lives in, she just didn't think it. Like yep. she just she just didn't. We're out drinking, having fun. At a sports bar or something like that, and I'd be like, Gypsy, you're on a 10. Need you to five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, like, when we get back to the house, you want to be on a 10, you go right ahead. Yep. And she doesn't do it. Like, she hasn't done it in a long time. It's a little bit of adjustment period, but. It's it's funny. And, I mean, one of the things, like, you have a daughter. Yeah. So, like, that puts a different perspective Ooh, in your does life. does it. You know? Like, Matt's starting to feel that because he has a girlfriend that has yep. a young daughter. Yeah. And he usually heckles and drops, like, cursing out the outfielder. I went to a baseball game, and I didn't say blip to a single visiting player. Really? I did great. It's hard for you having a fucking Yankees hat on. Yeah. It, is. <laughs> it is, man. I started. I ha- I've got my Red Sox jersey in the car. I wore it last night. I started oh, to put oh, it on. Oh, this would be actually really good content. So <laughs> my mom is going. My mom and my stepdad are getting ready to sell the house in New York yeah. and move down to Delaware full time. Taxes. No taxes in Delaware. <laughs> Lots of taxes in New York. Everybody's Bless going up. to Delaware. So my mom's going through all. All this old, um, all this old shit in my room because they're putting everything in the storage unit, starting to show the house. She found this thing. It's a little note from when I was in the third grade, <laughs> and it says, "I love my pet dinosaur named Bob. I feed him Boston Red Sox players." <laughs> I hope your pet dinosaur's dead. I, love, I feed my dinosaur Boston. I wrote that at eight years old. You're an the Wayneosaurus is full but circle. You know- <laughs> But you know what? That's just like a damn Yankee fan. Yeah. I know, dude, dude. But it's funny you bring up the. I didn't know you were so. Are you you picked the Red Sox over the Braves, or are you just are you just like? All right, they, so are you not a huge sports guy? I'm You're a big sports guy. You are okay. Big sports guy. Uh, so growing up, I just fell in love with the Red Sox story. Probably or around. I played a lot that of travel ball growing thing. up. Right. Yeah. And then they finally won in yeah. 04. You know, it's but, full circle. Remember 04? Remember the Cowboy Up thing? Mm-hmm. They all shaved their heads except for Johnny Damon, and they all had big-ass beards. Yep. They were all bald-bearded dudes, so it mm-hmm. makes sense. Josh Terry looks looks like <laughs> he could have played for the 04 Boston I, Red Sox. And I, and I still, there's something about the underdog, the loser, the the folks that you don't believe in. Yeah, It's even more now that I was like, okay, I was meant to be a Red Sox fan. Now we just happened to won three World Series in the past 20 years or whatever, yeah. so mm-hmm. you're not that much of an underdog yeah. anymore, right? <laughs> But uh, I, I told my dad one time, um, my dad asked me why I was a Red Sox fan. And I told him it's the only thing that I can still remember from when I was 10 years old that I love just as much as I do now. 
Yeah. And my dad was like, okay, I get that. I like Harleys. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Like, it's the only thing from being a young and or youngin or whatever that you still love and are passionate about. And the Red Sox is just, for some reason, have always been that for me. Yeah. I love and that. The Red, and the Braves, by the way, I would not be a Braves fan to save my fucking <laughs> life. Like, they're, they, until they won the World Series, I guess, two years ago, they let us down so bad in the 90s. But it wasn't losing. It was your favorite player was going to get traded. The person that you liked and you invested your time in and cheering for, they were going to hey, get hey, traded. He's from Welcome Pittsburgh. to the Pittsburgh Pirates, He's baby. from Pittsburgh, bro. Y'all let Bonds go. Dude, I don't even well, associate how, with baseball because of that. How did y'all let Bonds go? Well, because they were like, hey, we're trying to make money and we're not going to pay any money and still do it. Jeez, that's you almost know. as bad as Seattle losing Griffey. Yeah, they should tough. have. They should have named the stadium after that man. Yeah, they should have done whatever it took. That was when I was a kid. It was Bonilla, Bonds, and Andy Van Slyke in the outfield. Oh, and by the way, everyone else on the team pretty much hit three hundred. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that team was amazing. Well, y'all went what to the y'all went to the championship series the year before he left, right? Yeah, and they yeah. were elite, man. Yeah. Like our team was great. We had good pitchers. That quality starters, quality relievers. And you had Barry Bonds. That's all we I had give Barry you. Bonds, uh, you had, and Bonilla was in his prime then, too. Oh, let, let me ask y'all yeah. something. I'm, I'm yeah, about so, since talking about sports, whatever. Y'all think steroids ought to be allowed in sports? Come on, give it to us. I mean, honestly, it'd be what what you got to do is you, you got to figure out a way to mix it in with the all time record. Like, you got to have the steroid home run champion and the, like, the like, but put it before like a certain era. It's good to do before and I want yeah, steroids. And I want steroids in every single sport. They're, they made it a lot more fun. Yeah, ninety-eight. Can, can you imagine if every single football player was roided out of their mind, bro? It's happening it right would now. Be it's just so called HGH. Much better. Yeah, yeah. It's just called HGH, and they're doing it under incognito. Like, ah. bro, like they in the seventies, they didn't have supplements. Yeah. Now all these guys are on dietitians, supplements. It's the same thing. It's just I want them a different way to do it. steroids, though. Like, I just, I'm saying. You want, like, Latimer from the program. Yeah, oh, my God, smashing yes. That, that full, yeah. Pound it. It's, you know that movie. Smashing. <laughs> I love that movie. I got a seat at the table, and then he smashes his head well, when he's the doing, truck window. When he's in that weight room, and he's doing them cleaning jerks or whatever it is. Yeah. When he just starts shaking, yeah. steroided out of his mind. Man, that's, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, paint, paint his face, the God. tribal Indian shit. Just a psycho. Like ultimate great warrior. Fucking but movie. think about how good sports would be if everybody was Latimer. Yeah. It would yeah. be amazing. It'd be like NFL Street, that video oh. game back in the day. <laughs> that was the worst. Ray Lewis throwing, throwing Jeremy Shockey over a game of all time. I hated that shit so much. You didn't like, I liked NBA Street, Did you Street like too. Blitz? No, no, I, I, I like this. I like regular, regular football or baseball. When you started adding that other stuff to it, I was like, it. but that other stuff is the steroids. Like I'm MLB NBA Jam. MLB NBA Heat? Jam was pretty fire. That was, you, fun. That was you light the net yeah. on fire. Oh yeah, you hot. Yeah, old school on Sega back in the day. That was maybe before y'all were around. But <laughs> so, so what? What sport do you follow the most? You baseball guy most or football? Yeah, probably or baseball. Baseball, probably baseball. I have a I, the I love sport the, on the history planet. of baseball. Yeah, that's how I, so I feel I, too. I have a lot of throwback jerseys, and it's usually my favorite players. Like it's it's hard to say I'm just a Red Sox fan. Like that's my team, but there are so many players. That I even got like people I look at that are Yankee fans to be honest with you. Like I, I love the Babe Ruth is like my all time. Yeah, he's a hoss cat. Just, just because of what he was. Yeah. Getting hammered like McElwain did last night <laughs> at five o'clock. <laughs> McElwain, he showed up at, at the ballpark on time though. He was there at nine o'clock hitting yeah. dingers. And uh <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get out of the closet. Um, <laughs> and uh no, I I just the players 
mean the most to me. Like, there's a lot. It's yeah. hard for me to just – I even I just like giving Yankee fans shit. Yeah, that's yeah. everybody's favorite thing to do. It's like the, Well, it's because Yankees fans give literally everyone else on the planet shit. Yeah, so I yeah. have to give it back to them. Well, yeah. see, I, but I am a Georgia Bulldog fan, and we did that shit forever and hadn't won shit since 81. Why our fan base feels the need to still talk shit? <laughs> and we've won two championships in two years. I will not talk shit during football because it's like I have – was 33 years old before I knew what it was like to win a national championship. I have yep. no room to talk to anyone. We're just over the border. Even Auburn had won, had won a championship. Everyone had. Yeah. Every one had. Yeah. I was born in 87. I went my whole life, my whole life without a national championship. I didn't think I was ever going to get it. I thought I was going to get a wedding ring before they got a national championship ring. <laughs> And that shit ain't happening no time. So. No, not 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 at all. That's, what what is it like being the? Do you, are you, do you date often? Like what is what is the dating life of Josh Terry? I'm picky because you meet hell. a lot. You're you're surrounded by beautiful women all the time. But I, they're your friends. Yeah, I'm so picky, man. And what what I like is don't get me wrong. I like a good looking woman. I don't mind spending some time with her, if you know what I mean. But uh, I don't if I don't have a connection with her, she can get that Uber and go right home the next morning. I don't care. I'm I'm so picky about who I'll invest my time with when it's like I'm a shitty person to casually date because I don't care. But when I'm actually in a relationship, oh, it don't get no better. Like I am the guy that is there for you, wants to be there for. I want to take you everywhere with me, do all this type of shit. I've only been in like four serious relationships. I was 18. Everything else, I've just been single. That's me too, man. I'm the same way. Like. I'm a good guy, and I'm going to treat a girl right, whether I'm hooking up with them or whether I'm in a relationship with them. But the amount of time that you can get on my schedule is very different based yeah. on how you are. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I'm a, I am don't believe in casual dating at all. I had a teacher growing up, and I don't know why it stuck with me so much. But he said, if you don't see yourself marrying them, why date them? Yeah. It's just, you're just wasting each other's time. Yeah. yeah. And, and I haven't. But I'm weird about the idea of marriage, too. I yeah. value it so much. I value what a marriage should be. My right. grandparents spoiled me with that shit. Like, what real old school love is and how you're supposed to treat each other. So, I might look on social media and everything like I'm just this big old slut. <laughs> Maybe a little. Uh, but no, when I'm actually invested in somebody, oh, I'm the fucking best. Yeah. You talk about like the social media, like the, the social media thing, and that's something that that we've talked about, like mm -hmm. your social media character. But then when it's time to talk business or it's time yeah. to time to be in a relationship or whatever, people don't think that. But then they get to know you and they're like, oh, shit, this guy knows what he's talking about. And that's something I, I see with, with both of you. And that's something yeah. I feel with myself, too. The way I portray myself on social media is a little bit different than. You see, I, the problem with mine show. is, is I have made the business decision to surround myself with women like Macy yep. and Alyssa yep. and Tawny and Sarah. And it is polarizing to the kind of woman that I want to settle down with. They can't stand it. Like anybody that I would invest my time in is the Sunday school teacher. Yeah. Uh, it's literally like I want to marry a Sunday school teacher that can sing her ass off, whether it's country music or in the choir. Uh, that, that is the most attractive thing in the world to me. And uh, when you when you meet that person and you hang out with them and then they see, oh, he just posted a picture with this girl. This girl is insanely attractive, does OnlyFans and all this kind of stuff or whatever, it's like, I'm not going to hang out with this guy again. It's and all about trust, man. And, like, the right girl, when she comes along, will get you and she'll trust you because you won't give her a reason not to. Yeah. 
I, but I, but it's still, I don't give them a reason to start off with. Right. And but they're like, I don't know, I'm doing this shit. Well, it's about comfortability <laughs> level, man. So and I, like, get, I get why I get, I've chose my career over my love life though. Mm-hmm. When it happens, it happens. I don't give a shit. Yep. But if you can't understand, one, sex is sold. They've marketed sex since the beginning of time. It's been the best selling point of anything. Hardy's with the, what, who was it, Paris Hilton or whoever, eating the burger on top of the truck yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like, if Hardy's is doing that and Paris All Hilton's All those music videos since music videos started. Yeah, why you wouldn't know? you? What, Tawny, whatever her name, I dry humping the hood of the car, mm-hmm. 80s videos. Like, if you are doing what we're doing and you're not associating yourself with women that are talented, good-looking, whatever, and they're not pushing your brand – Men aren't going to pay attention to your brand. Well, it's and for me, it's not so much about the looks as it is like people that get it, yeah. right? And that's what I look for in guys, and that's what I look for in girls. I, like, are you the same kind of person that we are trying to associate with, and that we're trying to be? You know, yeah. did, did I tell y'all last time what the Brett Favre rule is to me? No. Okay, this is literally been since I started working in social media or whatever. I call it the Brett Favre rule. To be successful, you got to make women want you. And you got to make men want to be you. And Brett Favre was the king of that to me. Ric Flair. Yeah, Favre, same thing. Country music, Riley Green. Riley Green. God, yeah. Stud Redneck Adonis. Greek, Shit. Yeah, Red, yeah, Red, <laughs> Redneck Adonis. Greek yep. god of the South. Yeah. Riley Green. I'm telling you. That dude, I don't know where he came from. Child that, name a, baby. that is a pretty man. <laughs> Good God. There's no way you look at him and then you look at the four of us in this room and be like, we're from the same genetics. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's, there's a chromosome or something missing that I didn't get. <laughs> uh, there's, there's something there uh, with folks like him. It's just like, I'm, if this is what it's going to take, I am screwed. Well, and here's the thing. like I, We did a lot of articles on Riley early on before he had like a pub deal, before he had label deals, when he was just cutting songs back in Alabama. And yes, he's great looking, right? Yeah. And that's the easy thing. But the things that make Riley Green tell me what a really good famous because I that this is what I already think of. Man, he is one of the most quick witted fellows that you'll ever be around. Yes, right. He is. If you say something, he knows exactly what to say right after it. One, two. He knows how to make you feel so that you don't feel any way negative about what he's responding to you. Yeah, right. Which is amazing. And he is one of the absolute best hangs that you will ever have. He seems like a dude. He is. He is. It's not. That's not a facade. He is. He's a great hang. Now, ha- having said that, like, do girls love him? Absolutely. Right. Now he has a girlfriend and stuff, so it's not like he's as crazy. But like, yeah. well, y'all get less crazy. You know, as it goes oh, on, I'm trying, that's how it works. I'm trying to get less yeah. crazy Same. at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely less crazy yep. than I was over the last few months. Well, absolutely. I, I kind of about two months ago. Like I hit a wall with my drinking, and I was like, I got to chill out. Like mm-hmm. this is this is just too much. Like ever since I opened my studio in October of twenty, everybody that did the show, everybody, anything that I went to or whatever, people expected me to just be a a party animal, like nonstop hammered. And I got used to it. I got so used to it. And then uh, about two months ago, I started doing this like. Running and stuff again or whatever that lasted about a month. Uh, that shit got cut out real quick. But while I was doing that, I did like this three weeks sober, like straight nothing, and I forgot what it was like and how good you feel yeah. when you're not constantly hungover. Yep. 
and just how good it is. So back home, I cut my drinking to one day a week for the past two months. And I'm getting more work done. Yep. I, everything. Like, I'm just, I feel so much better. The only time I'm going to binge drink or overdo it is when I come up here. That yep. one week out of every month, I'm going to save it for those four or five days that I'm up here. I'm going to go hard. But I also feel like Red Door Conversations, I've got so many people on the show and built relationships yeah, with folks yeah. at Red Door. I ain't going to Red Door till 12 o'clock, and if I go at 12 o'clock, I'm not leaving till 3, and I'm going to be hammered while I'm there. So, like, you can't – I wish I could even be sober – not sober because I'm going to drink. I like drinking – I wish I could. I, I wish, we know, Josh. Yeah, we know. I wish, I News wish, flash. Josh I wish Terry I could enjoys not, drinking, y'all. That's a hot, yeah. That's a whole new headline. Breaking yeah. news. Fake news. Fake news. Um, but, like, I wish I could drink less. Even at, like, show at Live Oak yesterday, I did it perfect. Uh, hour and a half, no tequila when we recorded the podcast. That, that was perfect. Wow. And only had, like, two beers while he's there. But I want... I want what I'm building up here to when I'm here. I want people to know, yeah, it's a good time, but he's doing it the right way. Like, it's powerful, man. Yeah, it like, is. like it's, I will want to do it the right way. So there was a couple shows when we first started. I'll, I'll be real with y'all. I thought Hasten was going to tell me because I only had a schedule up to March. I thought he wasn't going to give me any more dates because of something I said. I was so worried. It was me and Mark. And Lee, Mark Wade, I was, and Lee Tucker. I was, I was there that okay. day. And Dave, yeah. the, uh, Dave, one of the other owners, was running sound for us or whatever. And the whole time that like Dave is looking at me, I, I see a disappointment in his face. I didn't know that he, he didn't mind. But when that happened, it was just, I, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the right way. I've got to reel myself in. But I also am a big believer in if you know that you're the problem, you can fix the problem. Absolutely. When, every, when everybody Easiest else, problem to fix. when everybody else is the problem, it's a whole lot harder to get your shit together. <laughs> That's yep. people management. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But if I know that I'm doing something that I'm not, and I'm overdoing it, then I know how to fix it because it's me. Yep. And that's I'm telling you, when that cutting it back on it, it was even where this week, back a couple months ago, I would have got up drinking here. I would have just from the second I got up partying at the house listening to music with my friends or whatever, and there was no reason to drink. You're not going and doing anything, whatever. So, like, this time we made it a point to go play golf a couple days. Nice. Not end up not end up on Broadway at 2 o'clock day drinking for no damn reason. I'm tired of spending money on something you can't get back. Yeah. And you and you can't you can't get it back. No, man, and that's that's one of the things too. It's like why are why are my drinking past as I take midnight? a sip of beer. Well, but at least this one's free. Sipping a beer and ripping seven shots of tequila in a thirty different minute things. period yes. are different. Absolutely, different yeah. And man, uh, I'm in that world too. That ripping seven shots of tequila. I remember. Wow. Yeah, I was I was sitting at the table and I was Ugh. like, damn. But but it wasn't even just you doing it. it was the whole the whole clan doing it? They follow you. The I know. Crew. And see, that's the thing, like. We even just had like this long talk this week because we're we're planning some stuff, and I know y'all always y'all the same way I am. Y'all, there's probably every time that y'all get together, it's gonna lead to business. Yeah, it's going because y'all have the same mindset that I do. It does not matter if it's four o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the afternoon. We're so goal oriented that that's what excites us to talk about. I want to talk about growing. I want to talk about what's something I could be doing better, and uh, that was one of the things like we're planning our trips from now on. To where, hey, let's get us something during the day. 
We got a lot of content done. We got a lot of work done. Um, I got ended up getting an extra show with Whitney Miller while I was up here. Hell yeah! Oh, it, it was good. She was, she I was, love she was cool. Oh, I'd never met her lead knew her. And um, anyway, she came over to the house to record an episode, and it was supposed to be forty five minutes. She had so much fun. We did it for like two hours. <laughs> like it was, it rolled so good. And but if it would have been a couple months ago, I would have been day drunk by the time she got there. And it wouldn't have been as good of content. Yep. And that's where I'm getting to. It's not the sponsors bitching about it or anybody that's complaining. It's I know that I need to be doing better for the guest and for myself and the listener. Yep. Like, I want you to hear, I know I'm good at this. The numbers show it, and it makes me feel good about myself. But if I'm not holding myself accountable and giving people the best that I can give them, then I'm upset with myself. And, yeah. I've, heard, and I've heard some shows to where it's like, Man, you're letting I'm letting me down. Yeah. And I'm not doing that no more. Like I, there's a difference in having a good time and just being completely unprofessional. Yeah, it's like I, I don't get I don't get stoned before I do rounds. I can't I, I haven't gotten stoned. I I don't get stoned before I do before I do podcasts. Back in the day, I yeah. used when I was just recording it myself in the spare room of my house. Yeah. I, we would take breaks middle of the episode to smoke more sometimes. You will not hear me talk when I'm stoned. <laughs> hey, but but yeah. I was doing that because yeah. I wasn't drinking. Yeah. Because of I yeah. used to do that drinking on the radio all the time on, the, on my college radio show i can't remember what episode it is i know it was at the beach last year when uh we had a big group down at the beach in panama but uh we ended up recording an episode with some folks and i am stoned i'm talking about i don't know how strong the edibles that were taken were but i sound horrible like i'm not putting my sentences together well i've got mush mouth i just sound like shit and that's when that was about the turning point with that. I was like, I, I don't mind getting stoned at all. Don't get me wrong, but I will not do it before a show. Yeah. I won't. Mark Orient gave me a pen one time while we were up there. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing a podcast anymore. Like, I, I was just sitting there wondering why Mike was in my face and I was on stage at Live Oak. And then I get so paranoid. This is like everyone knows. I have that. It's all about finding the right, yeah. the right, uh, the right strain. You know, you got to find the right, the right weed for you. Yeah. yeah. Or man, I mean, everything in moderation. See, yeah, that's that what I'm learning. Too. That's that what that's too. what I'm doing yeah. my best of right now is to yeah. learn moderation. Yep. And, and I say everything. I don't mean everything. We're just talking about the low end stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something crazy yeah. about me? And I'm, neither one of y'all gonna believe this. The only thing I've ever done is weed. Yeah, God bless. Yeah, no, no, nothing yeah. else. Me, yeah. me, that's me too. Yeah, yeah. Same there's thing. a lot of people that think this dude doesn't sleep. Like he's got to, he's got to be wild. I'm so scared of hard drugs. Yeah, same. I man. am petrified of it. I'm afraid I love them. I know, I know for a fact. If I try something hard, I'm going to love it. Yeah. If I did, I, co if I did cocaine, I'd be, I'd be on it all I, the time. Yeah, that's how I'd be <laughs> fucked. I'm telling, I'm, I'm stealing catalytic converters off of everyone's truck by the end of the week <laughs> to pay for my habit. There, I'm telling you, I would be a crackhead like that. Man, and that's, for me, I'm like, life's pretty great without that. Yeah. Like, why do I have to go around and mess around? Like, you see so many horror stories of, like, what it does to people. I grew or, up with it. Like, I yeah, grew up man. with that. Everyone in my family besides me was an addict. Mine wasn't like that, but we saw it in the peripheral. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you saw, like, okay... And dude, it's funny because like the stuff that happens to you as a kid affects you. Absolutely. Right? Like my dad drank a lot, but he didn't when I was around. Yeah. So I never get to see that. 
But I got to see my mom smoking cigarettes, and I got to see how it made her have to leave us. And I got to see how people told her to stop. And I got her to see that she was kind of embarrassed to doing it. Yeah. So I never wanted to smoke cigarettes, yeah. you know? Uh, well, my, my, my parents did meth, uh, not cigarettes. <laughs> They'd been way cooler than they did. Uh, no, like, that, it made me and my sister are completely different. It made my sister feel like it, she could do it because my parents did it and some other family members did it. It made me scared of it because I had to see it. Yeah. Like, I won't, I'm, to this day, I won't even, I exclude myself from some rooms sometimes. Same. You know? Because like, I just, I'm not, I'm not getting tempted. I have, I feel like I would give in under the right circumstance. I had a guy in high school, dude. I know, I know you're sober. Yeah. I had a guy in high school that we went to school with, grew up with a lot of money. And uh, it was probably our senior year right thereafter. He had to go to rehab, developed an extremely bad habit. A couple years later, we're at a house party, and I run into this guy. And we're hanging out, having a good time, whatever, and I go to get him a beer, and he's like, man, I can't have a beer. I'm like, why? And um, he said, if I take one beer and I let myself down, if I drink one beer, I'll be smoking crack by the end of the night. Yeah. And so, like, I have that mentality now with anything that's not drinking. It's yeah. like I'm. I just. I would rather not find out what it's like. Yeah. Same. For I'm, me, it's yeah. weed and beer. Yeah. And then I've done mushrooms a few times, but nothing. I kind of. see mushrooms. I've only microdosed like twice. Mm-hmm. That's what I've done is the microdose. Thing. Microdose. I would. I'm scared shitless to try to trip. I. Would, I don't want to. I want to do. I like the microdosing because I've read all the stuff for your mental health. Yeah. And just how good it is for you. The only thing I really do want to try, and me and Whitney Miller was talking about this on the show, she's done ayahuasca. Like she's, and she says, she's done it like 17 times, is what she was telling That's me. That's like what DMT is in, right? Yeah. Ayahuasca is. That's what uh, Jim Morrison did, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's a very spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's supposed to open you up and make you realize stuff about yourself that 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 you need to know. When last time I did a microdose, it was our two-year anniversary for the studio back in October. And as weird as it sounds, I ended up going outside of the studio. There's probably 30, 40 people in there as a band playing and all this kind of stuff or whatever. And the microdose literally made me realize, like, I don't have to be in the party to be the party. Like, I don't have to be in the room. I don't have to be the loudest person. I don't have to be obnoxious for all these people to be here for me. Yeah. Like, I can just be the person I want to be. I don't have to overdo it. And I would have never got that mindset if I wouldn't have microdosed. Like, it, it, it just something opened me up to where I was like, I just don't need this. Yeah. I don't need this to be successful. I feel that way with marijuana sometimes, yeah. too. Like, I'll come to moments of clarity. I feel stupid. That's what I feel. Well, sometimes I do. And honestly, for me, I do that at the house more than I do it in public, right? Yeah. Just because, like, for me, it's... All right, so when you're doing something and you're driving, yeah, right. Eventually, when you're done driving, you're like, "How could I have drove drove better?" You know, like, yeah. what am I? What was I doing that was slightly off? And in my head, it's easier to do that at and the PM, and it's easier to do that like if I have that other thing where I'm like, maybe I just hit a one hitter and I'm a little high. That opens up my brain in a different way, and it can go poorly. Like sometimes you'll get paranoid, yeah, but other times I'm like why am I not doing this? Or like, why don't we have this already? Yeah. Or like, what if this person worked with us on this thing? You know what I mean? And like, it opens my brain up. 
Um, I'm not saying that's the only way I could get there. I'm just saying it's a slightly easier way for me to get there. Now, other times I will smoke too much pot and I just hang out and play Madden. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, dude. I, sometimes I get the productive high and I'm there. Fucking, I'll clean up the kitchen. I'll clean up my room. I'll do all my laundry. I'll do all this shit because I'm like I'll get a productive high sometimes. If I get high, I'm not moving. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to move. I don't want to do nothing. I want to. Put something on TV. I want to stare at it. I want to relax. <laughs> That's the only reason why. I and do I it. love that high too. I love that high too. And then other times I'll get ideas, and or I'll be or I'll be stoned, and I'll be out at Red Door because you got like getting drunk at Red Door. For me, it's it's getting you get stoned yeah. at Red Door. It's a tough place to be sober. Red Door is a tough place to be sober. You I, know? Yeah, I have a. I don't know. I'm weird about Red Door. I really like it when I like it, but there's times that I go. I can't wait to get out of there. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where that's where I've been at here recently. Is it, is being being out and being I've been I've been struggling with it a little bit more yeah. than I than I had been. I'm trying to get better at it. Yeah. We're trying to figure out the well, balance. My thing my thing is with Red Door or anywhere else, I like when a place isn't cool but it's cool, if that makes sense. Red Door's cool now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now it's cool. I, and we're making it more cool by talking about yeah. all this stuff. I've only I've only been <laughs> I've only been coming up here for like three, four years now, and y'all here every day. But that used to be the thing that I was looking forward to is those late-night conversations with whoever. That's how Losers was before. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, losers I, I caught the tail end, like the last little bit mm-hmm. of Losers. So it was Red Door. Because me, like, me and Riley, we're, we went to Whiskey Jam uh, for the creative events. We went and played in their co- golf tournament with, yep. with everybody a couple months or a couple weeks ago. And then they did the vet takeover, creative events. And uh, we went there just because it was for creative events. The crowd, and I love Whiskey Jam. I love everything about it. I can't do it because of my anxiety. and But I used to would have forced myself to stay. Mm-hmm. And now I'm figured, I've figured out that I don't have to. No. Why am I making myself be uncomfortable? There's other places to do that. Yeah. And so, like, we left Whiskey Jam and went to Live Oak, and there was, there was a good little riders around playing. We just hung out there. I just I don't want to go to places that are constantly full with people that are full of shit, and it just seems like the past couple of times I don't like having to talk business, but I don't have to. I really like doing it a lot of the time, right? I don't talk business at Red Door yeah. much. Yeah. What I do is I make the connection. Yes, yeah, exactly say, right. Hey, let's talk tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say week. some bullshit. Yeah. Like I'm gonna say something. Well, I, I don't want to hear the bullshit either. Exactly. You know what that's I mean? right. You know yeah. you're gonna hear the bullshit there. Man, I I was with. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name. I was with a songwriter that y'all y'all know. It's a big deal. Wayne and, Brady. Yeah. And <laughs> this other we, night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. And know. there was people. In a matter of thirty minutes, came up to him five or six times, and literally was trying to drop song ideas to him. And it's just like, stop. Why? Like I also tell my buddies that have never been up here before that come with me for the first. We had Cole Goodwin. Wait till y'all hear this kid. He just did my show uh, yesterday. It was his first time he's ever played now. He's 22 years old. I'm telling y'all will know this kid. If I was ever going to put my money on a youngin, it, him. Like, he is. he's a bad little bastard. Um, but, like, I tell them, when you come up here and you're hanging around folks like y'all or whatever, make them your friend. If they see something in you, talent-wise, or they see something like getting you on the podcast or whatever like that, let it just develop. Yes. Don't ask for it. Become their friend first. And if they're, you're going to do business with them, you're going to do business. If you're not, 
then don't then just be their friend. Yeah, just why can't you just be your friend? I wouldn't care. I'd still hang out with you dudes if I didn't. If y'all didn't ask me to do this, yes, yeah, just well, or, give a shit. Organic. Yeah, we hung out before we asked. Each yeah, exactly. Other yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. Organic friendship. It's about doing. You end up doing cool shit with your friends. Is we're all here trying to create something. Yeah, know? I mean, every one of us have a common goal, and it's yeah. to be successful. Uh, your success might not be my success. Yeah, right. Uh, we all got a different meter when it comes to that, but we all want to be successful. Like, why can't you just befriend people and when puzzle pieces line up and they fit together, then great. But if they don't, I ain't got to be mad at you because you didn't ask me to do your podcast or anything. I don't know why people get bitter. There's there's folks that get mad at me all the time that will message me on Instagram or TikTok or whatever, especially artists. Artists really don't like me sometimes because I'm not going to have people on my show that I don't like. I don't care unless I always say – that uh, I don't know how much money it would cost me to sell out, but I'd like to find out. <laughs> but I, but ain't nobody wrote that check yet, you know. Like I, I so I can do it my way. I don't even want to see the check. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for me to, for me to give up my morals, the money would have to be ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it would have to be ridiculous. Dude, I've I've had conversations before where I'm like, I ain't never had money, so money doesn't really. Exactly. It's the same thing with me. I'm you used know? to being broke. Yeah, I'm used to getting by. Like, I've never had to where, oh, we've got $10,000 in the bank. And that might not even be a lot of money to some people. That's a shit ton of money to me. Yeah, you can do a lot with that. Yeah, and it's like, I've never had $10,000 in the bank. I'm way used to the other end of it. So, like, I don't really care what you have or what, what you could bring me. Because I, if I don't think it fits me, I'll just be broke until something does. When, man, it's it matters about what's in your heart. Yeah. You know? It matters about what you put out into the world, yeah. you well, know? Well, that's the thing. My message that I do, I do a lot of the mental health stuff and all that kind of stuff, and that's where every single show wraps back around to mental health. I swear. Somebody just is comfortable talking to me. Because I talk about my suicide attempt back in 2010 a lot, and people just feel comfortable with it, and they feel comfortable that, hey, he takes the taboo out of it. Every single episode in one way or another – People will open up and they'll and they'll talk about what they've been through, and that doesn't matter if it's at a bar, an episode, or whatever. That's this kind of thing, and that's the message. Besides, for just the good time that I try to put out there, yeah. But I try to sneak it in, yes. like I, I, you know what I'm saying. Like I don't want it to. I want you if you want to open up to me, and because I don't believe in therapy, I believe in support systems. Yeah, I, I believe there's in, there's a big difference. Yeah, I believe in support systems. I want it to be where if you had a problem. I want you to be able to come to me and know that I'm just as messed up as you are. Messed up people don't judge messed up people. So like, I don't want a therapist or somebody that has never been through shit try to tell me how to be. I would rather have somebody that knows a little messed up have a conversation with me. And that's what, that's what I do to everybody. And it's just weird how it just develops organically on the show. I think some people, especially these people off social media, have such big followings. I think they know that the conversation is going to go there, but they kind of try to fight it off. But once they open up, they're like, shit, this is good. Yeah, it's magical. Those episodes are awesome. It's very important. Yeah. And, and that's one of the coolest things about having a podcast that I've like experienced is that there are so many trends in the conversations you have with people. Yeah. And one is like the leap of faith. Yeah. You know, whatever that looks like for that person, it's like at some point you just have to send it, you know? Uh, I don't know if y'all heard Macy talk about this on stage. She does it just to make my fat ass cry, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, she always brings up the fact that last year in Texas or whatever, that uh, 
she was struggling, trying to find, like she had a job and everything, but she wanted to pursue music. She wanted to pursue doing stuff in social media or whatever. And uh, I told her that, look, you got, you got one life. If you fail and you're chasing your dreams, you're going to be a lot happier than never trying at all. Absolutely. Like, it, at least I tried. Yeah. If everybody in my hometown thinks I'm a crazy person for what I've done for the past seven or eight years, there's a reason why they're still in that hometown. Man, and that's it. It's like, I remember J.D. Groover telling me, and it wasn't him. It was someone told that to him. They're like, you got to be in town. Yeah. Like, you got to be here, you know? And then when I, I was like, oh, no, you don't have to be here. And then I moved here, and I was like, yeah, I had to it, be here. If you yeah. listen to the first probably 100 episodes of the show, I'm like 400 deep now. If you listen to like the first 100 episodes, that's literally what I would tell people is I don't think you need Nashville. I don't, I don't think you need it. Uh, if you're a songwriter, there's a lot of great songwriters in Georgia and all this kind of stuff. And then I started coming up here. And I swear to you, it's not the networking. It's not really the individuals. This is nothing but dreamers. Yeah. And creative people. It's an energy. Yeah. And it's like, man, I have never felt this before. Like, I can talk to like, a random person and they're going to get me. They're going to know exactly what I'm chasing. They're on a grind too, man. And the artist grind and our grind is not that different. It's not. It's really not. I think know? that's why it goes a good, like, goes well together. So, and that's why it's believable for those folks because it's like, yo, we're just trying to do the same shit you're doing. It's just yeah. a different thing, you know? And, like, I just can't pick a guitar or write fucking chords, you know, <laughs> or write songs with chords, you know. Like, uh, that was part of my my six-week sober that I was doing is uh, Jesse Wayne Taylor with Creative Vets was giving me guitar I lessons. Love I love him so much. Yeah. Such a good dude. Uh, I am horrible. <laughs> I hate it. I, I've almost thrown my guitar now. I just I can't get it. It does. There's something about it that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't make it Same. work. I've had I've had so many people try to teach me how to play guitar. I can't even get smoke on the water. Now my daughter, my daughter picked it up like, yeah. like so smooth and easy. And it's like, how did you do this shit? And I can't I can't do it. God bless the baby mom, I guess. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 she's great. She's a she's a wonderful person. Uh, but there's not a musical talent in that her body either. I, my my daughter is just special. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when when I started actually being around folks up here, it's just so nice that everybody gets it. Well, and dude, the people here aren't afraid to work three jobs to get through. Yeah, I really like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. The They're o- not afraid to do ten things to make it work. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about up here is how easily you can get your heart broke. Like I don't like the it's fact a roller that coaster. I don't like the fact that. With me, I'm like I said earlier, I'm so loyal that I've seen with several different folks that you can just get your heart broke in an instant. Like, and I hate that. I hate that some there are I'm not a lot of people, I'm but I suggest some There are people that man. Yeah, that will just say, Fuck your career. I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin you to make me good. I'm gonna bring you down so I'll rise up. Yep. I hate that with a passion. I think that you ought to be rooting for everybody. I don't yeah. like country rap to save my life. I won't listen to it, but I will sit there and cheer for you. If you are grinding, if you're doing whatever, I'll just say, hey, you're obviously doing something good. It's not for me, mm-hmm. whatever. But I've seen people take shots at folks when you didn't have to. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's starting to change. I feel like there was more of that back in the day when yeah. there was more involvement. 
when the when what was going on just a couple blocks over from this studio yeah. was was what you needed that was like a gatekeeper kind of thing i feel yeah. like now with social media and with this age of 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 more stuff circulating you 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 can do more and i feel like now by the artists being able to do more there is more of that i feel more of maybe it's just the circles that that nikki and i are in but i feel like there's a bit like the community it's more supportive now than it's ever been the social media artists and i'm this does not count for anybody that was grinding before that just happened to blow up like track yeah i've been grinding for years priscilla um, a lot yep. of folks were grinding for years, but then blew up because of social media. And they should have blew it way before. Yeah. Absolutely. But I have a huge problem with the ones that have these really, really big followings and then try to start doing music or anything. And they just leapfrog over everybody else's paid their dues. But I also think it's easy come, easy go. Here's the thing with it, man. And that's that's what it comes down to. Every one of those people are going to have to struggle with, how do I keep this going long term? Yeah. And some will and some won't. Yeah. For me, there's no right way to the top, right? Like, this kid can't help that he's 21 years old and he hasn't played at bars for 10 years. He's 21 years yeah, old. Yeah, I'm cool with that. What I meant was, like, I, I don't like the fact that there are people that are way less talented than other folks, but you already have a huge social media of presence, so you're going to leapfrog everybody else. Man, it's it's all... It's all marketing. That's like, part of a talent too, is really having is. that having that social media marketing leap like sense. Yeah, but there's, like a kid there's like some that just did trendy dances. Okay. Well, yeah. You know, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, like and I, but also I'm the old bitter guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the I'm the old fuck. I know. And I like the fact that there are people out there that are writing songs right now that are amazing that we will probably never ever hear. Yeah. But then you got some prick on social media drop thirty second clip. And the next thing you know, he's he's huge just because he already had a fan base, and it's not good, or built that fan base through that sometimes. Yeah, but but the thing is though, if you're not worth tickets, in, in the end, at least from my experience, being being out on the maybe I'm biased because yeah. I've been out on the road, but they'll get out and they'll see that they they can't that the shows they they may they might have a great great first run yeah. of shows, but it might not it's not going to be sustainable. You're going to think I'm crazy. I the and I get from especially y'all's point of view on that or whatever selling tickets and all that kind of stuff. I like the legacy of stuff. I like the guy that's going to write or the girl that's going to write the song in 10 years to our now that you'll still know in 10 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love that I, too. I like, yeah. I mean, Generational songs. Yeah I, like, yes. yeah, I like that kind. I like the people that are putting in their art and it's legit them. It's this thing that they want to put out into the world for forever and ever, not just I'm doing this now because it's popular. Man, but think about a guy like Hardy. Yeah. Right? So Hardy's grinded his ass off yeah. in town, writing songs for other people, playing bass for CJ Solar. Yeah, he started as a bass player. Now he doesn't even have yeah. a bass player in his band. He was playing. <laughs> he was. <laughs> oh, he plays bass on stage now. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was literally playing. He was literally playing guitar for other people, right? Like in bands with other people, just a buddy. And by the way, was a fantastic songwriter. Yeah. But like, he didn't know who he was as an artist when he started. Yeah. He's figuring it out. The difference is Hardy had eight years of writing experience before he got there. Yeah. And it still took him a while. Look at that first picture of Hardy and look at the picture of Hardy right now. <laughs> I got to He's see, developing his character. I got to see yes. him and Morgan in Macon at, at this little bar. Well, it's not really little. Uh, Y'all played the Crazy, crazy Bull. Bull. Crazy, oh, we've had many nights at the Crazy Bull. But it was before anything. And yeah. I didn't even know who Hardy was. Yep. And I was so hooked on him after I heard him do Sign Sober You. 
yeah. um, and the rest of that early stuff. But, yeah, if you look at him, there's a picture somewhere of me, Hardy, and Morgan downstairs, like VIP or well, not VIP, the, the meet and greet that I took a picture with him. Yeah. And it's just like, this was Hardy. Yeah, dude, it's kind of it's kind of cool. Morgan dude, had jams out for that I, damn hair. Yeah, I remember Hardy's first like big when Hardy had played. I think it was at it was like the Basement East or Cannery Ballroom, yeah. which the Cannery's not there anymore. I don't think it's a spot that where one of those buildings where there were multiple venues within it. But I remember like when I first moved there in 2018, and everybody was talking about talking about Hardy and he'd put out throwback and put out yeah. for, like all that stuff. And it's, it's cool to like, that was one of the first guys I remember like the industry talking about and seeing it in Nashville first and then watching it go. Cause, Cause that's one thing with Nashville too. We get spoiled by seeing what the next big thing's going to be because we see them blow up in town. Yeah. We see them play whiskey jam. We see them play the big rounds. We see them, see them pack out and we see the, the buzz of what the, what the industry, what everybody's talking about before it gets out to radio and before it gets out to streaming and all that. Hardy has a very special place in my heart. Same. Yeah. Very, but it's, it's, it's weird. My daughter used to not listen to country music. You would think growing up around me, that's all you listen to, right? Hardy completely changed her, her, like her opinion on music. She's obsessed with Hardy. I love it. And it has been the best shit that when my kid gets in the truck now, she's turning on Hardy. Now, awesome. I've listened to the same damn 20 Hardy songs <laughs> everywhere we've gone for months. Well, at months, least there's 40 of them now. Months, you know? yeah. months now. <laughs> but it, I, he's somebody that if – and same thing with Morgan because Gracie likes Morgan too a lot, mm -hmm. but really Hardy. Her, she just made middle school softball team as an upcoming sixth grader, and you get to pick your walkout song. She knows that I get crunk to walk out on my way to the show. Like, it's my way to hype myself up or whatever. So it's her walkout song now. Like, we got to get the edited version. But, uh, <laughs> sold out. Sold out. Yeah. yeah. Sold out. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's just for me, if you can have an artist that connects with an 11-year-old and a 35-year-old, yeah. male and female, you're doing something. You're doing something special. Yeah. And, man, like, with working at Big Loud like I did, I got to get to know him a little bit. Yeah. And, like, the genuineness of him and like he's so smart yeah and he's just like he's one of those guys that you are absolutely when you meet you want to root your brains off for i wish absolutely. that man That's absolutely cool. nothing but the biggest success. i remember you describing him as a technician he when is, it comes man. like songwriting guitar, like he's he's very very cerebral with his and the way he is on stage he like especially because the nikki's first couple rounds that he had with rowdy on the row which i don't know if you know this you remember what his first few rounds were when he first moved to uh -huh. town so I moved to town October of 2020. Okay. Um, so that was COVID, right? It was like kind of the end of COVID, but like it was still like Same we had to wear masks. It's a must yep, yep, the start, the start of the dick, start of like the dick down in Dallas thing. Like that was one of the first things that popped. And then Nikki started doing his rounds in January, I yep. believe, right? First event we did in town was Matt and I did an event for Trey and Alex's birthday before Dick Down in Dallas happened. It was just us with two of our buddies, Alex Maxwell and Trey Lewis. And we're like, <laughs> let's do an event. He's like, you want to be honored? I'm like, absolutely I do, dude. But in January, we started Rowdy on the Row of 2021. So we like had all of our crew. We had Joe, Brian Nelson, Meg McCree, uh, Ben Chapman. We had like... Oh, what a beast. Meg so Patrick, had, Ashton Craft. Yeah, we had just like a killer round on the first one. But uh, so I had that radio show in Pittsburgh where I did editorial. So I already had a relationship with Big Loud. And I hit them up. I was like, yo, if any of you are like, I already have Ashlyn playing. And like, I know Sean well. He's played stuff for us in the past. He did our Whiskey Jam takeover. 
so did Ashland. I was like, if y'all have any of your artists or young writers that you want to have on the round, like I would love to have them on. And they were like, well, how about a whole night? And I was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so we had Hardy, Ern, Lily Rose, uh, Tierra. We had Craig Wiseman. We had all, like almost all of the Big Loud roster, of course, except Morgan because he was canceled at that time. <laughs> but, yes, yes, it was they. It was just the perfect storm. Of it just was this lining up, and they didn't have nothing going on because they couldn't tour. So we had Live Oak. The bar was completely at capacity at 1 p.m. for a 7 p.m. show, right? Because <laughs> everybody was just so hungry for music. Yeah. And then I said, I had a relationship, a good relationship with 50 Egg. I was like, hey, would you guys like to do one? So through 50 Egg, we had, of course, all the amazing 50 Egg artists. We had Ashlyn Craft. We had uh, Jonathan Singleton. We had, you know, all like Eric Dillon. We had all that. But Tally was like, hey, we got a uh, Riley Green coming up and Ray Fulcher. We're going to put Man. Shane Miner, <laughs> Eric Dillon, Jonathan Singleton, Ray Fulcher, and Riley Green on the stage at the same five time. Wide. Five wide. Five wide. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if they can do five wide, but they'll make it work for this. You know? <laughs> and yeah. then uh, when we did the 58 one, then uh, Sophia, who is um, Ashlyn's manager at the time, was like, we'd love to do a make wake one. And I was like, well, of course. You know? Like, <laughs> So, because Kurt, of course, is close to the Make Wake family. That's who manages Luke, you know? So we were like, yeah, that's awesome. And they're like, we're going to get Flatland to come play full band nine songs. I was like, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. This is amazing. Flatland Cavalry. My number one listened to artist on Spotify 2019, Flatland Cavalry. So I was I like, just got freaking the fuck out. I just got into the Fantastic. I'm no, freaking out. You know, I'm like, this is amazing. And they're playing full band in our in our bar all around Live Oak on a Sunday, like month five <laughs> of having a writers round, you know, like or week week five. Well, our fifth time, yeah. But like oh, it was, was it was in one. May. Oh, it was oh, it was the yeah. It was probably May right monthly, before QS because it was monthly at that we time. We were monthly. I, I had yeah. that oh shit moment uh, at the last show, um, and this not the same name as them, but or as stature or whatever anymore. But when Saving Abel came and did. <laughs> so oh, sick. dude, yes. Yeah. It yeah. was surreal because I remember being 21 years old and go, just getting hyped off of them. Yeah. So to have them do the show a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah. it was just like, okay, maybe I don't suck. Well, dude, like, when you maybe brought them to Butt Rock. Yeah. yeah, when you brought them to Butt Rock, yeah. <laughs> you were like, hey, I'm bringing Saving Abel. And I was like, what? I was like, like, Josh, Josh, Josh is just out, bro. Y'all can thank McElwain for that. God bless you, McElwain. That's <laughs> good for something. McElwain saw my Instagram or something and saw him and was like, why don't you feel Well, they were doing them? butt rock. And yeah. I was like, uh, who would be better to do butt rock this Saturday night? <laughs> I saw, uh, I forgot who was doing it. They were doing Addicted and I just videoed it and I sent it. I knew you were in town and I was like, I was like dude, he just, he, I was like, he was literally just with them. So I was like, I'll video this and send it to you. And then you're like, we're on the way. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard their story when we did it with them. Jared had been through rehab, been through all this kind of stuff, sober and everything now. They have a great story. That yeah. Definitely somebody you need to have on. Okay. Like, I it, would love to oh, have. I, I, I'll, hook you. I'll, I'll call him when we leave here for That'd be fantastic. Because y'all, I'm going to have to get y'all to call uh, Ashlyn Craft for yeah. me. Yeah, we can, we can uh, do that. We can I do am that. such a fan. <laughs> yes. I too, man. I, am, I posted something about it the other day. I was on the way up here and just had it on shuffle. And that um, Your Place or Mine came on. Yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ, what a song. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's oh, awesome. Man. She is. And she's as real as it comes, man. Like, we got to go camping with her a couple weeks ago. And we had chatted about that for a while. Just because, like, Ashton's not a red door girl. You know, yeah. she don't really like going out to the bars. Yeah. She likes hanging out with her dog. 
and like being around the people she wants to be around, you know? So like, you're not going to run into her often at Red Door, yeah. right? Like you don't a lot of people. That's just not the scene for a lot of folks, right? But she's also one of my the absolute most genuine people I've met. Really? Yeah. And I've gotten to know her a little bit before, and then I worked at Big Loud where she, when she was there. And then, man, we just like, we had a night at the house where she just came over and chatted with us, and we hung out for probably two and a half hours. And that's when we talked about we should all go camping sometime. I'm like, I want to get Matt camping anyway. Yeah, because you're not going to get me. For festival not. season. Bro, I did, I did I good. I, bro- I broke a tent. Yeah. I broke, broke Ashland's, Ashland's tent. I broke Ashland's tent. I was trying to pack it up. And we were... We were Climate, we, please help us send Ashland yeah, craft yeah, a tent. Yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So boy, we don't have to pay for yeah, it. We really don't have the yeah, money. Please, yeah. please help me with the tent. Um, but yeah, yeah no, camping, camping was fun. I, I enjoyed camping. I'll tell you, I grew up in South Georgia. You don't camp there unless you have to. Yeah. No, it is hot. It is muggy. It's, I don't have a problem sleeping outside if it's cool. Georgia's yeah. never cool. And being in a sticky-ass tent is just not something I very much care well, for. We, we, we ended up acquiring the right bug spray because we, yeah. we had light bug spray. We got the... <laughs> you need we a got, shotgun for our mosquitoes we, down there. We got that deep. We got that stuff that gives you cancer and shit. I we got, like, had to get that bug spray because we were right on the riverbank of the Harpeth. Bro, it was mosquito heaven. Bro, I'll tell you, bugs everywhere. I'll tell you this. I was like, bro, do you have bug spray? And he's like, oh, yeah, I got a whole bottle of bug spray. I'm like, sweet. We got there. It's like off skintastic. I'm like, this ain't bug spray, dog. <laughs> I was like, this ain't for these southern bugs, dude. Oh, no, 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 I'm no. like, give me 100% deep. I want it to give me cancer as soon as it hits my body. You know what I mean? Like, Let me take you two to the old muggy sometime. Oh, gosh. Stand for five minutes. You are a whip. You are just turned into one big whip. They are the size of birds where I'm from. Is that where they have carpenter bee season? I've never seen a carpenter bee. Because there's certain places where they sell rounds and it's like they, they have carpenter bee season and people just shoot bugs and that's like a hunting season. I've, shooting shooting bugs off your porch. It's somewhere in the south, somewhere in redneck, I don't, redneck this culture. This must be the deep south because yeah. I don't know. Might be Mississippi or some shit. Yeah, but, I don't um, know about that one. But yeah, so what do you so what do you have coming up? You got Macon? The we got Dylan Macon? Snyder, June the 3rd at Hummingbird. I've got Taylor Austin died June the 16th. Um, and I'm just the host of the event. Like, um, there's been a bunch of bars reach out because of everything that we've got going on. And one of my friends, Lisa Williams, who runs the stuff there, I finally decided to do it with them because nobody else would let me pick the artists. That was that's my that's my deal now. Is if you're I, a curator, if, you if wanna, I'm putting my yeah. name on something, it's got to be somebody that I like, somebody that I want to do stuff with. Yeah, I like that. Um, the only one that I really don't know, and I got to meet him last night of all nights, it was just random, was Dylan. Mm-hmm. I, I thought great you, I feel like you've introduced me to him at Live Oak yeah, before. Yeah, Dylan's a great guy. But that, so I'll get to see him. Um, then everything else we got coming. We'll be back here June the twenty first for our next round, um, our next show at Live Oak. Uh, our website and stuff's getting launched next next month with the merch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I figured I kept seeing y'all shit, and I was like, damn, I got to do something. Yes. I, I, Dude, I, I've got that's to. That's how you build the crowd. crowd. Well, everybody, when I tell them the the what Raising Grace Studio and everything stands for, they're like, you've got to have stuff with on yeah. there. So I don't. So it's I, my daughter's name is Gracie, so I name everything after her that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's Raising Grace Studio, but it also stands for somewhere between Raising Hell and Amazing Grace. Yep, I so, love that. So like I, I want it. I want to have a play with that on some shirts and everything. We finally got it. I'm just so picky about what my name goes on because I used not be. to be. I used to be like, okay, I'm just you know, if I'm gonna get paid from this, you can put my name on it uh, or merch or whatever, just something stupid. But now it's like. I have the, I have the, 
I'm blessed to be able to pick and choose now. Yeah. I don't have to push something out because I don't want to. If it's not me and it's not something that I really, really want to do, I'm just not going to do it at this point. Yeah. And, man, that's like I had a conversation with someone today, and I was like, we're at the point now where we can start picking the folks that we want to put in our wheelhouse. Yep. Right? And that's a blessed place to be. And we're not really there there yet, but we're getting there. And the way you get there is by doing it. Absolutely. Well, yep. y'all are getting bomb-ass guests on your show. Like, Working on it. Man. Yeah, like I saw John Langston was on here the other day. Yeah. I'm a big yeah. John guy. Yeah, we're actually going down to, um, I think you're. I'm going with y'all. Come on. on the calendar. Um, and McElwain, I'm so sad that Matt McElwain will not be joining us for this. He'll be on the road with Trey and the Michigan boys. sweet boy. Um, Montgomery, Alabama. Um, range 231, also known as the trailer bar. The trailer it, bar. It is. Well, it's a, it's a single wide trailer. The bar is. The bar. Awesome. The bar, the bar it's yeah. a single wide trailer, and behind it is a driving range. It's a redneck top golf. It's not even top golf, bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's there's no there is no. You're just trying to hit the, the damn go, truck the golf, out in the, the middle of the field. The golf balls are from like from like the seventies, and the clubs are like those old wooden golf clubs. Like it's not even. I wouldn't uh, even go uh, there to hit golf balls. Bro, I like, can't wait. Uh, this is, sounds like somebody's going to get hit in the ankle with a golf club. Oh, it's going to be it's, it's one of the wildest places I've ever been. And I've been I've been out in the road with Trey Muscadine. I've been doing the touring thing for a long yeah. time and gone to a lot of shows. And How are those dudes, by yeah. the way? Yeah. Muscadine guys? Muscadine? They're great. They're great man. They're I've never great. connected with them either. Like, Bro, I, I'm such a fan. They're great guys. They're great guys, man. And they are very particular about their thing, too. And yeah. I love that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're talking about being particular with, like, your yeah. thing. That's how those guys are. But, man, the thing that I love about those boys is that they are detail-oriented. Yeah. They are paying 100% attention to what they're putting out in the world. If you look at their clothing line and you look at the stuff that they have Brad doing for them, who's like their merch guy, it is 100% Southern, and that is their brand. If you listen to the sound of the new album... It is 100% Southern. That is that their moving, uh, or I'm good to drive song. Yeah. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, and, they write, and, and they write everything themselves with their, with their producer, um, Ryan Newman's, um, I think Zoltan's got a couple, Zoltan, their drummer has yeah. a couple writing And a presents. couple other buddies that are like, but, they're close but they buds. keep it, to, they, they figured out what they, what they want. Cause they did the pub deal thing. They've gone through a few different agencies, a few different, a few different management cycles, but they've got a team now where they get to be very hands-on. Like yeah. they are, because there's, since there's two of them, they're like yin and yang and they, they work so well. And they've got a huge West coast tour coming up here soon. Um, our buddy, Nikki's roommate. So Nikki's roommate, uh, Tyler, who started in the round with me back in the day um and who got me the merch gig with musk and i because he had been hired as their sound guy before his name's tyler lassard i had him on an episode here recently um he was he's gonna be going out he's obviously going out in the road with him he's their tour manager and production manager but he's about to be gone for like a month and a half because they're just doing the what they've never been to the west coast yeah. and they're just taking the bus out to the west coast and california washington and doing all those so i'm excited to see what well, they do out there well, you, you said the word that i associate with them the best uh, is Southern. Yes. I hate redneck. I love Southern stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a yeah. huge. There's, it's not I, redneck, man. That's, that's what, what people saying. that don't understand the culture down yeah. here don't get. They think when you sound a certain way that you're a redneck, and that's not fucking it. I take 
I, I'm not offended by it. I shouldn't say offense. I don't like being called a redneck because I'm not. I'm you, southern. Yeah. You're when, southern in your country. Yeah. See, and see, funny you, thing is I am a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> what you dress damn sure looks like. <laughs> I've never met anybody more talented that looks like they shop at the Dollar General more. Bro. You and Mark Ory are the worst dressed people I've ever seen in if, my life. <laughs> if you're wondering if I'm fucking with you or not. I'm fucking with you. Good. <laughs> You're doing a good job. Oh, he, he does a great job, man. He's Nicky fucking T. You're definitely hit, you're hitting the nail on the head, brother. Bro, but you make it look damn good. It's so funny, too, because like uh, people are like, they're like trying to figure out if I'm fucking with them or not, and yeah. that's where I want them to live. I oh. give them just enough of like, is this guy really wearing a Limp biscuit t-shirt and jorts? And like a two hundred dollar pair of sneakers. I would wear a limp biscuit t shirt everywhere all day. Absolutely, we'll, we'll get, I try we'll, to now. We'll, we'll get you, we'll get you in, and we've yeah. got Ray's, we've got Ray's rowdy limp biscuit looking shirts. I've got to get I've got to get with you too because uh, the one that y'all just did, the one that's got the cigarette uh, uh, on, 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 the, on the weed again, on the weed yeah. again, yeah. on the weed again. I saw one of y'all wearing that in a picture the other day, and I was like, how the hell have I not seen this? Yeah. I, that's one of the ones we haven't printed in town yet, but yeah. we have on our site. Okay. So like like this one, like where you were like we were talking about this one. I'm like, there's just too many colors in this. I can't print it what's at the, a print shop. What's the website? It's raiserally.com. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. hear that, yeah. folks? Yeah. Raiserally.com. Raiserally.com. <laughs> Absolutely. But we we got some stuff for you. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll, we'll get gonna, you that well, one too. All I wear anyway is cutoffs during the summer. It's not because the thing got big arms or anything. Like that. Yeah. I sweat so damn bad. Bro. And I Sleeves feel comfortable. I don't care. I'm never gonna be a skinny dude. Never gonna wear a thirty-two or whatever the hell you got on over there. <laughs> like I, you call me skinny, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm not. You're skinny to me. Um, Same, but yeah. yeah, I cut everything out. So this summer is nothing but raising gray studios and raising rowdy t-shirts. I love when I come that. up here. Dude, yeah. we'll, we'll get you in a. We'll, I gotta get one in the round too. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah get we got those coming. Yeah, we've got we've got those coming in, and we'll we'll deck you and uh, let us know how many how many uh, crew members you got coming out for the um, the, the Langston show. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. gonna deck everybody out. We'll have like a get. To, we'll we'll get bring the pair of scissors or the I, buck knife. We'll cut the sleeves and do everything. <laughs> to crop top and shit. We're, we're oh, I already saw y'all doing out. that with Alyssa at uh, whatever festival y'all uh, were yeah. at uh, Auburn Rodeo. Yep. Yeah, and Alyssa and her mom. Mom Hell is my favorite. I love Mom Hell. Both of them. They're it's, great. Dude, geez, they're just the best, dude. Yeah. And we were talking about this yesterday. You think that some people you meet off social media are just going to be completely stuck up or whatever. And there are some of those Yeah, people. there's a lot. Trust me. None of those you associate none, with, though. None. Absolutely <laughs> not. They're just do, amazing man. people. It's, uh, it's one of those things, man, where it's funny because, like, me and Matt will turn down free work a lot that yeah. people want to work with us. And I'm like, do people get mad at y'all when you do? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I do it. I, I've got, I'm I've the got a couple down, of easy very ugly guy. messages on Instagram from artists yeah, that same. I wouldn't have thought I would have got. Same. Yeah. Same, man. It's, and that's a part of it. It's tough because it's hard here no. No matter what you're doing, it's hard here no. But the hardest part about here no is figuring out how you can turn that no into a yes for something else. Right? I ask everything in my life. That's it, man. I say, it that's growth. Everything. That's growth. Well, I just don't I don't see the need in being negative anymore. No. Like even if you're having the worst day ever. Man, and that's and, like and what you we act do. negative, it's not gonna make it positive. No. And listen, you're gonna have bad moments when you live like that. Yeah. But you're not gonna have too many bad days. Mm -mm. When you live in a positive part of the world, you're not gonna have too many bad days. You're gonna have some. There's stuff that's going to happen where you're going to have a whole bad day or maybe even a bad week. But when you live your life and you're putting positive into the world, 
you're going to live in a way where that comes back to you. Absolutely. The majority of the time. You've been listening to the Josh Terry podcast? Absolutely. <laughs> Sound like it. <laughs> well, so, so Josh Terry podcast is out on all the everything, all the yeah, platforms. Everything. You've got full episodes on YouTube and shit, too? Uh, do you have, like, I've got a streaming service? I'm not... I don't have all these nice cameras like y'all got. I got I like either. one 4K camera. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Trey Lewis and shout DM. Shout out to Trey Lewis and the nice camera cam. I thought I had nice shit until I started coming here. Oh. I was like, I'm not doing that bad, but I ain't doing that good either. You know? I know I didn't have nice shit. Yeah. Uh, no, I've got one. I got the Joe Rogan camera, and I can't make my shit look like y'all do. I got one of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll add on everything um, with the YouTube. I have not done the videos on YouTube because I just I hate pushing YouTube for some reason. I'm so used to coming from just audio, mm. yeah. That it's video is just kind of a pain in the ass for me. Like it's just not easy to do. Yeah, and I don't it's understand not. why it's not easy. It's it's just labor. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a lot of time, and that's what like me and Matt are working through now. It's like, well, we run Rage Rowdy. That means that there's a lot of shit that we don't want to do that we touch every day. Yeah. And Matt's starting to see that now. He's like, this kind of sucks. I'm like, some yeah. of it does suck, dude. But now you own half of a business and you have to do half the shit that sucks. Yeah. You know, we'll yeah, figure out what you hate the most and yeah. what I hate the most and we'll flop those. Yeah. That's, that's why I just got somebody to do all my, uh, the girl, shout out to Crooked W Marketing, by the Hell way. Hell yeah. Uh, they're doing all our flyers for Live Oak, mm-hmm. our digital stuff, our website. It's good, yeah. Every, I mean, our graphic design for our shirts and all this kind of stuff. I took, that's the, I took that burden off my plate. Yeah. And it's, uh, I feel a little better. I feel yeah. a little better, but it's still like, damn, still, still a lot. I, I wish I had what y'all had. I wish I had somebody that I was around all the time. That I worked. That's what I know my show does well. If I had you two guys or I had my own version of you two guys mm-hmm. every day, I could put out an episode every two days. Well, and it would, it would just be so good. I don't have that at home. That's the blessing that we have with each other, and that's why this relationship has went from us just being buddies to us yeah. being business partners. Yeah, because there's nothing else that I've wanted than someone else that's driving that car with me down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. Over the last six years of owning this business, and I had that. I just had it with a buddy who had kids at home and a you day job and couldn't yep. do it. Yeah. But now I got someone that's willing to like drive twelve hours somewhere well, with yeah, me because I've driven twelve hours right. with a band going yeah. with a band in a van going to Mudbox and going to this gig and going to that gig. It's the same thing. Only now I own what I'm, what I'm selling and what I'm pushing, you know? Yep. And man, it's like, I, I call Matt like my little brother, you know, cause I'm 13 years older than him. You know? <laughs> and it's like, uh, I, I relate it so much to the experience I have with my older brother, Steve, who is like, man, if I could help you not bang your head against the wall on one thing out of every 10, because I know you're going to bang your head against the wall. But if I could help you not bang your head against the wall, one of the ten, I'm doing a good job being a brother. Yeah, I need that. I yeah. need that desperately. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, and that's that's everybody needs it. And it's when you find it, it's like, damn, all right, sweet. Well, I just have the days now where it's just like, we're monetized and all that kind of stuff, and that's the only job I have. But it's just where like, I, got, I want to get to the next level of it. And some days I get up and it's like, well, I'm not making the money I should be making compared to somebody else is doing the same thing why am i even doing this today in my head i have to take money out of the equation yeah right for me right and that's how i do it is i'm like are we doing the right thing for the community right like are we promoting the right people and sometimes we weren't and i'm fucking fixing that and we have fixed it you know what i mean like we are now we're like yo if this is a bad person we're not associating with that person 
right? Yeah, yeah. Y'all had somebody on your show that I used to have on or traded, and uh, I still don't have a problem with this person at all. But I had to get off of that. Like I had to say, look, I'm not gonna just have somebody on for clickbait anymore. Yeah. Just because of whatever, if they're if they're trash or they're a dumpster fire, or whatever, it's gonna make me look like that. Yeah. And then let's say. Uh, somebody I've, I want to get on the show very bad. Now I've messaged her. It's been a long time, but it was Megan Patrick. I respect yeah. her so much. She's a badass. I just, yeah, I just a played a clip friend, from her. So Macy and us were talking on an episode a couple weeks ago about somebody groping her at a show. And I don't know if y'all seen the video that Megan posted a couple months ago or whatever, but it was some asshole in the crowd hollering yeah. out, show us your tits. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Megan stops it and goes, ape shit on him like she should have yes yeah and i showed my daughter that like i show her a lot of stuff from grown-ass women and how they act and everything and uh like i want to have that mentality when somebody looks at my show so if i put trash out there then i try to get a megan patrick the next episode mm-hmm. or ashlyn craft or somebody like that they're going to listen to the previous episode Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to shoot myself in the foot because I picked somebody for clickbait instead of substance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not we're not doing that no more. Yeah, it's no, all, I mean, it's all smart. Time. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all it's all a balancing act, man. And that's part of the reason I wanted to do this episode. Yeah. you're the fucking man, and I enjoy having you. And they have it co-hosted with Nikki T. And it's we know you do stuff do. the right way, yeah. right? Yeah, and like. Dude, I'm proud to be a friend of yours. Yeah, I'm proud of yeah, both of you, boys. Man. Man. Happy, happy to have this family and very excited for what you've got coming, bro. Congrats on the, the website coming, well, all the too, fucking dude. shows, um, all the all the pod episodes, the live, the getting the first round under your belt, yeah. doing all that shit. And I'm very excited for Montgomery, Alabama. The yes. Yeah, we're coming out Rowdy on the road with Have Wang. Have you talked to your, uh, your crew about Florabama yet? Oh, we're in. Yeah, that's I, had a, I had to break a dude's heart yesterday that did the show. He wanted me to, uh, I don't even know what it would be. I would be the host of it, but it's that weekend in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I would actually get paid for it. And he literally said to me, so you're going to go and spend money instead of making money? And I was like, you damn right I am. You're like, it's my I'm birthday going, weekend. I'm going to Florida with my boys. <laughs> like, and my birthday September the 10th. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is just meant to be. It's going to be perfect, man. I can't wait. I'm super excited to be collaborating with you on a bunch of shit. Hey, anything that y'all do. There's not a lot of people that I just say I'm going out of my way for. I know y'all are good dudes. I know what you're doing is good. The people that y'all have on your show, you can tell you care. You can tell that the artist or whoever it is is somebody that is your friend. You're trying to push. You're trying to help them. And you know it's going to help you by them being on here. It's just great. I like the fact that y'all don't. Y'all, if I was here, you have so many opportunities for clickbait. And y'all don't do it. Y'all, y'all literally pick the people that is part of your brand, what Ray's Rowdy and In the Round and everything stands yeah. for. Now, I got a lot of respect for that. Thanks, man. We appreciate that yeah. very much, dude. Same, brother. It's fucking awesome. Well, y'all be sure to check out our man, Josh Terry, the Josh Terry Show. Hey, Josh Terry Podcast or Josh Terry Josh Terry Podcast. Josh Terry Podcast. But it is a show within itself because Josh <laughs> Terry is a damn show. He brings the party. He's, he's the fucking man. Y'all be sure to check him out on all the podcast platforms. Also, be sure to check out... Um, my brother in Ray's Rowdy, Mr. Nikki T. Um, check out Tales from the Front Row, the Ray's Rowdy podcast, uh, co-hosted with Mr. Kurt Ozon. And uh, yeah, y'all be sure to um, like, subscribe, follow, do all that shit. And uh, shout out to our sponsors, of course, Big Friendly Productions, Saxman Studios, our friends from Whale Tail Media, and our boy Mitch Wallace with the Digital Marketing Agency. For more information, visit raysrowdy.com. For Sweet Boy Behind the Camera, my boys over here, I'm Matt Burrill, and this has been Outside the Round. Premium. <laughs>